You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Friday edition of the show. Hope you guys are all doing well. A busy day ahead here on the podcast. Need to catch up on everything going on in BYU Sports News. Jackson McChesney makes his announcement he is out for the season. We'll let you hear a little bit from Kalani Satake during his media availability yesterday on what the loss of McChesney will mean for the football program, as well as where the Cougars turn to at this point. We'll also talk with Mason Wake, of course, the fullback slash tight end who had a fantastic uh, hurdle of a Navy defender. Had a chance to catch up with him and speak one-on-one about what he did in that game against Navy and what he expects going forward as BYU gets ready to face off against Army. That's all ahead on today's edition of the podcast. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Built Bar, as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of them here in just a little bit. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 11th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. A big thank you once again for your continued support of this podcast. Our download numbers have been absolutely insane this entire week. And that's a big credit to all of you who have been tuning into the show. But if you're new to the show, welcome on in. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about each day, as well as passing along insider tidbits that you will not find anywhere else or you will find them here first and other outlets will pick them up. So make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button and that way you never miss an episode of this podcast. First things first, apologies my voice sounds a little bit off today. I am dealing with a little bit of a head cold, so bear with me, but we will power through this. Let's start off today talking about, obviously, the big news yesterday. Jackson McChesney officially announcing that he is out for the season after suffering what is a Liz Frank injury, tearing some ligaments in his foot. He said he already underwent successful surgery and anticipates being back in time for next football season. And I think it's a it's a blow to BYU. We broke that news to you guys yesterday on the podcast that he was out for the foreseeable future. There was some outside hope that maybe he would be able to come back at some point, but it appears that he is done for the season now, and you wish him nothing but the best. As In addition, we also talked yesterday about the good news with Sione Finau being cleared to practice, but not yet ready to participate in games. I think that it'll be probably a week or two before he's fully up to speed, but the nice part is you lose a running back the caliber of Jackson McChesney, and you had a guy who I really thought was on his way to becoming BYU's lead back a year ago in Sione Finau. Uh, Finau's not a big guy, there's no doubt about that, but I think you could see a guy like last night, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the star running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, now the former LSU Tiger. He's not a big dude, but he gets it done. I think Sione Finau can kind of follow his uh, his style of play. I get that they're probably different types of players. Alaire is more, Clyde Edward, Edwards-Alaire is more of a, a stocky built running back who likes to lower his shoulder and run people over, but also has the ability to to pass the catch the ball out of the backfield. I think you could see similar scenarios coming from BYU's running backs as a whole, and I really like what BYU has if they can, or if they are able to get Sione Finau up to speed really quickly here, because that would mean that you have a guy like Lopini Katoa, who is more of that true pass catching threat out of the backfield, prove that uh, in the Navy game he can pick up tough yardage up the middle as well. 
But then also, additionally, you have a guy like Tyler Algier, who's more of a bruising back, not afraid to put his shoulder down and run people over. And yet Sione Finau, who's kind of the complement to all of that, where he's more of that true out-and-out running back who can really hit the edge, uh, can break it to the outside, as well as work on the inside, and just bring a whole other facet of his game to what BYU has. I think having three running backs of that caliber is going to be a big thing for BYU football, and I really do think that it's a good sign to have a guy like Sione Finau nearing his return to the field, and it means he's ahead of schedule. And without further ado, let's get to some of the comments yesterday from BYU head coach Kalani Satake. He spoke to the media yesterday and was asked about Jackson McChesney announcing he was out for the year, and then also talked a little bit about what will happen with the running back room for BYU going forward. A little disappointed in some of the injuries that we've had. You know, Hinkley Rapati is is is, uh, is also injured, and so I think um, you know the sooner we get uh, Sione Finau back, the the better. And he's looking like he's he's. Uh, Ahead of schedule and in, in his, you know, in his in his uh, conditioning and his rehab and everything, and then, um, you know, unfortunately, what happened to Jackson? Uh, you know, he he did it early when he got into the game and, and continued to play, and you know, his his last play in 2020 was a touchdown, so that's a good way to go out, you know. But we'll get him back. He's he's a strong, resilient kid. He'll get back with us soon, and and uh, we'll be ready to roll with him again. But uh, unfortunate, you know, that's. It seems like that type of injury, specifically the, the, the foot, Liz Frank, has been a, an issue, whether, whether it's the shoes or the surface or the turf, I have no idea, but uh, we'll just have to keep moving along. That, 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 was a, that, was, that was tough because I know how hard he's worked and how hard uh, Hinkley has worked to, to get to this point. But, um, you know, we, we had to shift Tyler Algier over from linebacker to, to running back last year, and so uh, we have a lot of guys that can swing that way as well and on from the defense to the offense. And, and also change positions. So, um, you know, Kyrus keeps mentioning that he would love to play running back too. So, and so with Bracken El Bakri, and I'm sure Brady Christensen would like to, but, uh, you know, we, we, <laughs> right now we'll just focus on getting the guys there. I, I feel good with the, the, the two guys right now, I'm getting Sione back, and we have a, a number of other guys that I think could really fit in, and, and we'll, we'll see how they work. But, um, yeah, I, I, without giving away too much, I, we'll be, I think we'll be fine there. There you go, Kalani Sitake having a little levity, uh, talking about guys like Kairos Tonga who would like to carry the ball. Of course, Tonga in that scrum formation on the goal line last year was used to great effect, but I think that he's got a good point there. It is disappointing to see the injuries BYU has had. Now losing Jackson McChesney, you heard him talk about Hinkley Ropati. The first time he's acknowledged that Ropati is out for the year, even though we've been reporting it for weeks now. Uh, additionally, Matt Bushman, etc., it's football, folks, and I know a lot of people yesterday on social media when I broke the news were saying, well, that's just one of those injuries you can prevent. I'm sorry, folks. The injury that uh, Jackson McChesney suffered, that Liz Frank, it's one of those injuries that it just happens. And I actually have the utmost respect for a young man like Jackson McChesney because talking to some people who are connected to him, we're talking family members the like, he actually suffered that injury three plays in uh, to when he got into the game against Navy, and he refused to acknowledge he was injured. He said, you know what, I'm putting my head down, I'm going to play, I know I've done something here, my season might be over, so I'm just going to go out there and make the best of it. His last carry of his 2020 season was a touchdown, as you heard Kalani Satake talk about. That's a positive. But the fact that this young man played with a torn Liz Frank or a ruptured Liz Frank in his foot He's tough. There's no doubt about it. It's an extremely painful injury. 
can remember Taysom Hill when he did that against Nebraska. He came back in for a time, played well, but eventually had to leave because of the pain. It's just it's one of those things that is just extremely painful. And when you're not able to plant on a foot, think about how much that takes away for a guy, especially a running back who's got to make all kinds of jump cuts, be able to stick a foot in the ground and change direction. I have a new respect level for a young man like Jackson McChesney to do what he did. And you wish him nothing but the best as he gets back now. He also heard about the fact from Kalani that they were looking forward to have Sione Finau back. And he said that he's not too worried about the running back room. Does that mean more guys could be moving to the position? Potentially. And we'll be sure to pass along anything we hear in that regard. We'll report on it. But I think that BYU, for the time being, so long as you have Tyler Algier and Lopini Katoa healthy, that two-headed monster at running back for BYU... As long as they're able to go, I think BYU should be okay for the time being. But obviously, the depth looking very thin all of a sudden for BYU. Uh, one other thought before we go uh, and get to our conversation, my conversation with Mason Wake, is I wanted to talk a little bit about the scheduling issues for BYU. A lot of people have been reaching out on social media as well as via email, etc. And by the way, anybody who emails the show, Locked On Cougars, I'm not locked on Cougars, locked on BYU at gmail.com. I actually read every one of those emails. I may not respond all the time to them, but I do read every one of them. So feel free to reach out anytime. I will have read them. I promise you that. But some of you have reached out and said, Jake, is BYU any closer to adding more games to the schedule? The way I understand it, and this has been told to me by a couple different people, is that BYU has what I would call almost contingency contracts with programs. What I mean by that is come the end part of the season, we're talking into November when BYU only has one game scheduled currently, that's on November 21st, against North Alabama. That, uh, That period of time is when a lot of conferences have left some open dates on the back end of their schedules to absorb what we're already seeing with games needing to be postponed due to COVID-19. If some of those weeks end up staying open for certain programs, then you might see BYU add some games mid-season to lock in those dates. I think if BYU plays eight games, it's a big win for them, in all honesty, because many other programs are already having games canceled, postponed, etc. The fact that BYU is playing football, let's be happy about that, but there is work going on to get games put onto the schedule for BYU, and Obviously, I don't really have names for you, but in talking with people, BYU has talked to multiple programs, and what I'm, I call them contingency contracts. I have no idea how you would technically term them. I just see it as maybe a weekend, let's say November 7th. A lot of people have talked about the UCF game potentially for BYU in that date, or you have a game on November 28th uh, into December 5th potentially. What it looks like to me is if those dates end up open with certain programs that BYU's already talked to and has, I guess, a quote-unquote handshake or verbal agreement, then you lock in that date and you play the game. I don't think it's a bad way to go about things this year for BYU. I have said all along, I think BYU's ultimate, uh, where their settling point is for a schedule, was 10 games. If you guys can go back, listen to multiple podcasts, I've been saying that for months now. I think 10 games would be a big win for BYU. Even playing 8 games would be a big win. So regardless, I think BYU is working diligently on that. I did ask Kalani Satake yesterday about scheduling, and here's what he had to say in that regard. I think Tom's always talking about that and has a plan. And so I think that that's probably more directed at him. I I know where there's open spots, and I know what we're hoping for, you know, and and, and Tom's delivered. He's done done a great job of getting getting the schedule going. And so I'm just going to wait for what he, he does and, Right now, all our team cares about is that we have a second game on the schedule, and that's what we're focused on right now. And whatever happens after that, we'll, we'll deal with it later. But right now, all our attention goes on to Army, 
except when you guys asked me about the Navy game, then I, I got to answer those questions. There you go, Kalani Satake, and you heard him talk about, hey, it's just one of those things we're all kind of looking forward to seeing what we can do, but obviously their focus is now on Army, and we'll have more on that coming up next week as we get ready for that game. BYU is on a bye this weekend. Players, I'm sure, will have some downtime, uh, get away for a little bit, and then reconvene on Monday and begin their preparations once again for the Army game a week from tomorrow. And Already looking forward to that game, folks. I am really excited to see BYU face off against the Black Knights. I'm also excited to watch the Black Knights in action again tomorrow against Louisiana Monroe and see what else we can learn about them as they get ready for a game against the Cougars. All right, way over time here in this first little bit of the podcast, but coming up in just a second, we're going to have a one-on-one conversation with Mason Wake. Had a phenomenal leap over a Navy defender. Had a good chance to talk to him about his new role in BYU's offense with the loss of Matt Bushman. We'll get to all of that here in just a second. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Built Bar, guys. And I have to tell you guys this much. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bars on the market. I mean that 100% sincerely. Uh, A good friend, Ian, actually reached out to me and said, Jake, how much do you really like these Built Bars? And I say, they're my favorite snack. They're absolutely delicious. I love them. They taste like a candy bar to me. I'm a sucker for chocolate, and the, all these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, guys. 18 different flavors right now, and the best part about it is all those 18 different flavors, there's chocolate-type flavors, you like peanut butter flavor, you like fruit flavors. They've got whatever you're looking for. I can promise you that. So go to BuiltBar.com, learn more about the all-new Built Bar, guys. It is absolutely phenomenal. High protein, high in fiber, but low sugar and low calories. It's the perfect complement to anybody who's trying to lose weight or if you're trying to pack on that muscle, that high protein in them will also help you on, help you out in that regard, guys. They're the perfect complement for the health-conscious guy or gal, no matter what you're trying to do. I'm a guy who's trying to lose weight, and Built Bars have been a fantastic replacement additive for me as I go about losing that weight. So check it out, guys. That's BuiltBar.com. And right now, when you use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you'll get $10 off your next order. It doesn't matter if you're a new customer to Built Bar for the first time or you're a longtime customer. $10 off your next order. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON and thank us later. All right, without further ado, I had a chance to speak one-on-one with BYU fullback slash tight end slash H-back. I don't know exactly how to describe him, but Mason Wake is a fantastic weapon for the BYU football program. A great find by the BYU recruiting staff out of Lone Peak High School as a preferred walk-on two years ago. Well, he's taken on a more important role with the BYU offense in the absence of Matt Bushman. Well, I had a chance to speak with him one-on-one yesterday during BYU media availability, and here you go, Mason Wake with myself on the Locked On Cougars podcast. In terms of trying to replace a guy like Matt Bushman, Coach Grimes last week said it was going to be a mixture of you and Isaac Rex, kind of the main two guys to replace him. What is your role now? How different is it now as compared to what it might have been had Matt been healthy? Um, definitely playing a lot more. Um, so usually like, like fall camp, I was, I had, I I had, I had a bunch of plays, but like, I mean, it just like multiplied me and Isaac, like, um, it's kind of a mixture between run and pass, but like last year I was in with mostly just like run plays, but we had to like make it uh, a little bit two dimensional. Like we, like I had to do more than just, just pass play. So then like defenses couldn't be able to read it. So, I mean, it's like kind of a balance between run and pass, um, but, I mean, Isaac played great. Um, we don't, like, with Matt going down, no one has to be a superhero. We just need to be us. Um, no one's expecting anyone to come out and be Matt Bushman because no one can because he's, he's that good. But, I mean, just come out and be us and we'll be fine. 
what did you work on mainly in the off season to get yourself ready for this year? Um, I mean, speed was definitely a, a big thing I needed to work on, and I, I, I wanted to get stronger. But I had um, in the Hawaii game, I, I broke my wrist, so mostly off season I had a, uh, a cast on. But I mean, I, speed is just what I need. I cut down a little bit of weight, and I just needed to work on speed. That's what that's what my main thing was. I'm assuming you've probably heard the comments from now, but from Ken Yamatololo about their inability to, to tackle during fall camp affecting them in his mind in that game. How do you guys feel in terms of him saying that as you guys look back on that game? Um, I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I, um, we just came out and we were ready to play. Like Whether they had tackled or hadn't tackled, we were going to go out there and play our game and just bring the hit to them. And... I mean, like, we're not responsible for how they practice and stuff, and they can say whatever they want. But, um, I mean, we just came out. We were ready to play. Is there part of you that wishes you guys were playing this weekend? Yes, definitely. I, I, I like, I don't know about the other guys, but I hate bye weeks. I hate just sitting there, like, just those long weeks. Like, I, I, like having that game at the end is definitely like a, like a present. I love it. I know that we've talked to the guys on the defense, and they've talked about the fact that they like to have a back-to-back here where you're facing the option teams you have on the schedule back-to-back. In terms of you guys as offensive players, does that affect you in any way, thinking, okay, we're facing two traditionally service academy teams, or does that even come into your mind? Um, I mean, as far as their defenses, the Navy and Army, they kind of run similar defenses. Uh, Army doesn't blitz as much, but, I mean – having them be like the two service academies like they're just those guys are just tough and they're 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 like really like I don't know they're just tough and I don't even know how to put it they're, it's different but I mean they're good they're good as you guys went through that game on Monday night obviously Zach got lifted midway through the third quarter it seemed like you guys emptied the entire bench by the end of the game how good of a feeling is that or are you type of guy that wants to be out there every down that you can get oh I mean I like to get mine, but, like, I just love seeing, like, the guys that don't play as much, like, them just getting reps and just seeing the looks on their faces and being able to come over there and, like, help them through and, like, like coach them up a little bit. It's just I love I love seeing the guys that maybe didn't expect to play as much and just it's just such a fun feeling to see everyone get out there and play. Are you going to attempt to hurdle more people going forward? Uh, I mean, I did it all in high school. Like, it's nothing new to me because, like, usually since I'm such a big guy, they usually just go right at my ankles. But, like, after that play, I went off to the sideline and Coach Lamb was kind of like, yeah, maybe, maybe don't do that anymore. Like, because they said, I don't know, they just said maybe don't do that. But then Coach Kalani Sataki said, it's like, he loved it. He thought it was pretty cool. But I don't know. We'll just have to see. It just naturally happens. But Okay, I got one they more. Want to see me, they, they want to see me truck a few more guys. But, <laughs> okay, uh, they, want, they want you to put your shoulder down, essentially, instead, yeah. of, instead of jumping over yeah. somebody. Okay, I get that. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you, in terms of Zach, uh, we, we've talked to the coaches a lot. They've talked about the fact that he had shoulder surgery a year ago. The wrist uh, the, that he had during the season obviously affected him. How different is he as a quarterback now as compared to what you've seen from him previously? Um, I mean, something big that I noticed. I, I mean, he, he's always been a leader, but I mean, he took that next step in being a leader and like just like being reliable and just being that dude. And something else that I, that I realized is like his like is like the his release is just incredibly fast. Like I watch like a practice, I'll just see him like throw a bomb to like the other side of the field and he releases it so fast. And he's 
Like he, he knows his reads. He knows like Zach is just a guru. He knows everything the defense is going to do and all that. He definitely puts in the extra work. Mason, how do you guys go about making sure that you guys don't overlook a team like Army coming up next week? Obviously, you guys are trying to make sure that you stay healthy, but also you need to move on from that absolute blowout. How do you guys do that? Um, I mean, just have that mentality of that you're O and O. Like, like that game's done; it's over. You just got to come out and grind, and we just come out and just work hard at practice and. Like game plan it, just act like 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 um I don't know, just like don't let it get to your heads. I guess I'm what I'm trying to say. Um, just have that mentality of uh they want to come out, they 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 like they want to win, they're gonna come out hard, they're gonna come out swinging, and we will too. I've talked to Coach Mateos. He talked about not drinking the poison. Is that kind of a team wide thing at this point, similar to what your comment just was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So meetings right before practice today, he said, yeah, don't drink that poison. Um, you just gotta have that mentality, like like. The uh, let's see, like it was Wednesday at practice. Like after practice, coaches came up to us and said, "Like Monday's game is over. It's done. Like we're moving on to the next. Like don't talk about it. Don't do any of that. Um, it's good to watch film and see what you need to do better. But we're moving on, and we're gonna try to stay on the height. Like the height. Like I don't know. But um, yeah, just just we just gotta just move on to the next game." A big thank you to Mason Wake for joining us here on the podcast today. Some great thoughts from him. The don't drink the poison thing has become really, I think, a big part of what BYU football is all about. Obviously, a lot of national accolades coming their way this week, and not all that surprising. And I heard you heard me ask the question about Zach Wilson. A big congratulations to him on being named the Manning Passing Award Player of the Week. I think that's what the title is. He won that vote from, via the All-State Sugar Bowl Committee, and a big congratulations to him. But I think that BYU is going, things about, going about things the right way, and that's what Mason Wake kind of talked about. Our focus, firmly on Army at this point. We're moving forward. We're getting ready for that game. We can't rest on our laurels. We can't look, look back at what we did against Navy and think, man, we made it. I like that mentality. I hope the rest of his teammates, all 100 and whatever of them, have that same mentality. I'm already looking forward to seeing BYU and Army face off next week. And once again, a big thank you to Mason Wake for joining us here on the podcast. All right, coming up here in just a second, of course, it's the opening weekend of NFL play. The Chiefs last night, Andy Reid, the former BYU offensive lineman, beating their defense of their, of their Super Bowl title. Uh, with a win over the Houston Texans. We'll let you know where former Cougars in the NFL ranks are playing, some of them on practice squads, some on active rosters. We'll run down the entire list for you if you've lost track of certain guys here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control, guys, and I can mean this sincerely because All Guard Pest Control is the best pest control company out there. Whether you have residential needs or actually, additionally, commercial needs, All Guard Pest Control can handle anything you want. I've been noticing their advertisements have been really geared towards a lot of commercial things, and that's one thing that they can do. They can scale up or down to fit whatever your needs are. If you have a huge residential house, they can take care of it. You've got a company you need to have protected from pest control issues, they can handle that as well. Seth and his team are the best of the best when it comes to pest control needs, guys. And like I said, they will fit your situation and your needs, and they'll work with you. That's what I love about this company, a local company here along the Wasatch Front, born and bred here in Utah, and love being from here. And by the way, big BYU fans to boot. So check it out, guys. It's Seth Baird and his team at All Guard Pest Control. 
Whatever you guys need, you want them to spray outside your home but not come inside, they will make sure that you are 100% comfortable with their services. The best part is, is all the products they use are the safest ones on the industry. They're safe around your kids, around your pets. You don't have to have concerns about having your, your house treated and having people around when the treatments take place, guys. All Guard Pest Control is the best pest control company out there. I trust them to take care of my home. I hope you'll trust them to take care of yours as well. You can give them a call anytime at 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Or you can go online to learn more about them at allguardpestcontrols.com. That's pest controls with an S, allguardpestcontrols.com, guys. Make sure to mention that you heard us here on Locked On Cougars. Talk about All Guard when you stop by. They are the best of the best. I trust them with my home. Trust them with yours. That's All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812. Or once again, allguardpestcontrols.com. All right, guys, as we close out another week here on the podcast, of course, it is the opening weekend of the NFL. And, of course, there are former Cougars dotting team rosters across the league. Let's run down where all of them are playing. Some of them are real easy to remember, like Taysom Hill. He's playing for the New Orleans Saints. He's the backup quarterback, and a big congratulations to him on the new addition of his son, but additionally being the backup quarterback behind Drew Brees. I think it's a fantastic thing for a guy like Taysom, but wanted to run down the other guys you may have lost track of. First off, Michael Davis is the starting cornerback for the Los Angeles Chargers. Team looking to maybe make a move up in the AFC West. Well, they have a big hurdle ahead of them in the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Denver Broncos obviously will have their say as well. But, of course, Michael Davis will be part of that for the Chargers. Harvey Longy, a linebacker for the New York Jets, a guy who I think has really made good on the bet that the New England Patriots made on him as an undrafted free agent out of BYU. Of course, had that horrific car crash, but has now made it back to be a consistent regular on the active roster for the Jets and looking forward to big things from Harvey this fall. Former BYU, uh, not linebacker, safety, uh, Daniel Sorensen, of course, a Super Bowl champion. They beat the Houston Texans last night, 34-20. to So big congratulations to him as well as Andy Reid, the former BYU offensive lineman, now head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs on the opening win of the defend their Super Bowl title. Sione Takitaki, a big congratulations to him as well. Starting linebacker this year after seeing, what, sparse action to say the least in his rookie year with the Cleveland Browns. Good to see Sione listed as a starter this year and looking forward to seeing how he does out there with the dog pound. Kyle Van Noy, the $50 million man with the Miami Dolphins, looking to be a starter and an impact player down there on South Beach. Fred Warner just activated off the COVID-19 reserve list for the San Francisco 49ers, but additionally named a team captain. How cool is it the Warner brothers, both Troy with BYU and now Fred with the San Francisco 49ers, both being named team captains. A big congratulations to Fred and big things are expected of him going forward. And then finally, the other Cougar on an active roster is Jamal Williams, still with the Green Bay Packers, despite some thought that he might be gone after last season. He's still there and it appears that Aaron Aaron Rodgers still values what Jamal brings to the table and that's a positive sign. A couple other notes for you guys before we go is there are some former Cougars on practice squads. We talked about this last week. Both of the Kafusi brothers, Bronson and uh, Corbin, excuse me, are both on the practice squad for the New York Jets. You'd like to see either of them, or hopefully both of them, get called up to the active roster at some point this year, but they will start out the season on the practice squad. And big congratulations to, the, on, to the, both of them 
on continuing their brother tandem there with the Jets. And then Tyson Williams, the former BYU running back, he is signed on to the practice squad for the Baltimore Ravens. So we'll see if he's able to make a move up onto the active roster, maybe as the season progresses later on in the fall slash winter. All right, so there you go. That's where the former Cougars and the pros, of course, will be tracking them throughout the season, bringing you guys updates weekly on them. It's one of our features we do during the football season and looking forward to a successful season for all of these former Cougars in the NFL. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. A big thank you once again for your continued support each and every day with this podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you guys and talking BYU sports Monday through Friday at minimum, and even sometimes we do weekend editions. We did all the last weekend getting you ready for BYU versus Navy. If I have some thoughts, some things pop up, I may do a weekend edition uh, over the weekend. Stay tuned for that, but I can guarantee you this. We'll be back on Monday with another full edition of the podcast regardless. Have a great rest of your weekend whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast for September 11th, 2020. And by the way, one thing before we go here, take a moment today and to think of all of those who passed away during that horrific terrorist, t- terrorist attack 19 years ago today. It's one of those events in American history that anybody who's alive during it knows exactly where they were at. I was in ninth grade. I will never forget watching that all go down with my dad on TV, wondering what in the world it hit the World Trade Centers, because my dad used to travel back to New York quite a bit for business, had been in those towers, and he was talking about, this is crazy, a plane crashed into it, and then me and him both saw the second uh, plane crash into the other tower, and then we knew something was up. It's one of those things that just will forever stick with you guys, but hey, it's one of those things as well that galvanized this country like nothing I have ever seen before. So take a moment today to think about that. Think of all of those souls who lost their lives in those terrorist attacks. And let's all give thanks for living in the country that we do. I know it's got a lot of things wrong with it. It's not perfect, but we still have a good place to live. And I'm very proud to be an American. So one thing I wanted to pass along before we went, went on today's podcast. All right. Regardless, have a great day. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks again for joining us. Signing off now. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast.